Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Future of Women podcast. My name is Nikisha Bailey. I am the Vice President of A&R Admin and Operations at APG. I also serve as co-chair for DNI for Women in Music, and we are here today with Lisa Motahede, who is director of ANR at APG, to talk about how do you get discovered as an artist? What's the best way to get your music seen and heard? So Lisa, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm currently the director of ANR at Artist Partner Group, which is a publishing company and a label responsible for breaking Don Tolliver, Charlie Puth, Lil Skies, Kehlani, NBA Youngboy, Ava Mack. Spazi and a bunch of other incredible artists. I graduated from UCLA as an economics major and music industry minor and then started my career in the music industry through a bunch of internships. I started as a marketing intern at Rostrum Records, made my way to Epic Records as an A&R intern and just worked my way up from there. A&R, for those listening who may not be privy to what that means, what does an A&R actually do in the music industry? So an A&R is the main liaison between the artist and everybody else at the label. The person that really makes sure the label understands the artist's vision and ideas and is moving in the right direction creatively. Some of the things that A&Rs do include discovering new artists, putting them in sessions with different producers and writers, helping them find great songs, helping them pick what songs go on their projects, and really making sure everybody understands the vision of the artist. When did you discover that A&R was your passion? When I was at Rostrum and I was doing marketing, I loved it because it was super creative, but I always wanted to work closer with artists. When I was younger, I wanted to be an artist, actually. So I spent most of high school writing songs and a little bit of the beginning of college. And then I realized that maybe being an artist wasn't for me, but it was something I definitely wanted to be a part of. I definitely wanted to be in the industry and help break other artists and discover new artists that inspired me the same way my favorite artists did growing up. The more that I did internships, the more I realized how much I loved it and loved being a part of that process. After like interning at Epic, I went on to intern at a company called Crush that was a management company. They managed Sia and Lord and a bunch of bands like Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. I had the most incredible mentor there. It was a guy named Evan Taubenfeld, and he really taught me how to like connect with creatives and the importance of really crafting great songs. While I was interning there, I also started to intern at Artist Partner Group, which is where I'm currently working now. On that side of things, I was scouting and looking for new artists, especially on the hip hop side. That was always my favorite thing, music discovery, finding the next big thing, spending hours on the internet listening to new artists and finding somebody that really felt special. You just found ways to be close to the music and close to the industry, trying different things before finally landing in A&R. I think that's really special. Thank you. Understanding that music and the industry is constantly changing and evolving and you really need to be open to adapting and experimenting and trying new things, not only on the music side, but on the marketing side be open to signing new artists and trying new things. Having an opinion and not being passive on music, really telling people how you feel. With every A&R that signed a global or platinum act, they probably signed another three to five artists that haven't really done anything. People mostly remember your wins and not your losses. There's an estimated 24,000 tracks that get released each day. You love discovering new music. Let's talk about how you actually discover it. What tips and tricks do you use to cut through everything and really find something that stands out? 
I think it really comes down to consistency and just being on the internet all the time, constantly going through Spotify and SoundCloud, YouTube and TikTok, and also having a great team of consultants and scouts and interns that are bringing you stuff. And then on top of that, there's a bunch of industry tools like Music Connect and Meddling and Soda Tone. It's really a lot to go through, but really having a rhythm and making sure you set a specific amount of time to go through each of these things every day is really important. And then it's not all just on the internet. Build relationships with managers and producers. See the new artists that they're managing and the new artists that they're working with in the studio and who they're excited about. Because a lot of times, especially in hip hop, things are starting out in cities and knowing the people in those cities, Atlanta and Detroit, really building relationships with them, you're going to find artists early. Okay, you find something you like. Do you trust your gut or do you lean into trends and analytics? I think both. I think sometimes you just know. Like with Choppa, for example, the first video I saw was this one called No Chorus Part 3. And it was before Shot of Flow came out and maybe had 5,000 views. And it was like him rapping with four other people, but his verse and his energy and the way he was just dancing was so captivating. I think I maybe reached out to him 10 minutes later and then probably hopped on a call with him the next day. And then within that 24 hours, I think we decided to fly him out to LA. And so we brought him out that week, met his mom, who's like a great personality and like super funny, and to put him in the studio. And Chapa was only 16 years old. So I think at that point, meeting the family and the people around them are really important. We put him in the studio for two days. He recorded 10 songs. We really got a good understanding of his work ethic and how he is in the room. And then after that, it was actually a really long process because they were meeting with a lot of labels and they weren't sure if they wanted to sign to a major label. And in the end, ended up doing a deal with a company called United Masters. So throughout that time, we still had to court him as an artist and maintain that relationship with him and his mom. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to do the deal in the long run. So that was a lot of me flying to different cities, going to Cleveland to see him perform, going to his hometown of Memphis and meeting more of his family and his friends and chasing him there, going to meet him in New York. I don't think I've ever chased an artist around that much, but in the end, it became worth it because we did get to do the deal with Warner and it's been a really great experience. So yeah, sometimes you just know, and then other times you're more unsure. So you kind of use research as a gauge to know if it's early on something. So for hip hop, for example, you're checking Google trends to see if an artist is gaining real traction in their city or the surrounding states to see if it's real. In other genres, pop, alternative, you're looking more at sales and seeing if people are actually listening to or streaming the music. And then sometimes something will be researching and you won't like it, but that doesn't mean that you can't learn something from it. Maybe it's a cool sample idea. Maybe it's showing you where music is going in the future. It's just people trying new things. Obviously, somebody else likes it and is listening to it. So there must be something there. And then with that, I guess sometimes it's the other way around too. Like sometimes you'll pass on something creatively, but then research will bring it back up again. And it's just a great way to like listen to things again, gain a new perspective of it. I remember the first time I heard Welcome to the Party by Pop Smoke. I didn't really like it. Then I heard it again and again because it kept coming up in research. And I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? He's amazing. And Pop Smoke went on to become one of my favorite artists. And so research definitely helps at times too. There's so many artists that come up on the daily. It's easy to get connected and have your music accessible. How has it changed from your internship days? Seeing certain technology and trend shift. And then how do you think they're going to shift 
maybe the next five years or so. With people being able to record at home, we are getting so much more music. And not only that, the music's becoming more personal in a way. People are being a little bit more authentic. You look back and like you used to see these superstars like Lady Gaga and Beyonce, these big personalities. And now the big personalities are like these kids in their bedrooms making like bedroom pop. And even with TikTok, the difference between TikTok and Instagram, Instagram, you're trying to be like the best version of yourself. And in a sense, the superstar like Gaga and Beyonce were. But with TikTok, it's like everybody's being more relatable and more normal. And I think stylistically, it's sort of changed in that way. And then I think music discovery, that's also changed a lot. I remember in my intern days, we were discovering artists on Spotify playlists and a lot of blogs. Pigeons and Planes was a blog that had such an impact on breaking new artists. Whereas now, nobody's really reading blogs. You're discovering new music through TikTok, through influencers and people in those sorts of lanes. So music discovery has really changed too. And also algorithms, I think, are really big as well. I found so many artists just off of a YouTube algorithm. As those continue to grow and get better, we're going to be finding new artists more easily. So some things you do look at the analytics, some things you're like, I'm just really passionate about that. And I think it's really important to be open to all things, not to only watch what's trending on TikTok or on YouTube, but to have that gut element as well. That's how you build artists that have longevity. Totally. Also, congratulations. Welcome down double platinum. Yeah, I'm very exciting. I mean, Chop is definitely an incredible artist and I feel really lucky to be able to work with him. That's amazing. You know, the pandemic has shifted things a little bit. We're not able to connect as much as we used to. How has that changed how you talk to new artists or even how you interact with artists that are on your current roster? Music is such a collaborative industry and the energy and inspiration you get from a Zoom is never going to be the same as an in-person meeting or an in-person session. I just try and like FaceTime my artists all the time, call them multiple times a day. Like I'm always on the phone with them. Otherwise, they almost forget about you. You just need to be in their ear all the time. Before, it used to be easier to like meet new people, whether it be executives or artists or managers, because you were constantly going to shows or going to music festivals, going to new states and taking meetings with people. Not being able to do that is definitely hard as well, because you're just talking to the same people every day. So making it a point in your day to reach out and build these new relationships, even though it's harder, I think is really important. But artists too, like used to go to an artist's hometown when you were evaluating them to sign and you'd meet their friends and their family and really see how they grew up. And it's hard to do that now too. So just finding new ways to really get to know these artists on a personal level is important. You see a lot of the music industry and a lot of artists coming out of LA, New York, Atlanta, Miami, which are typically big hubs for creators. But I think with the pandemic, we've seen people just be all over the country, not necessarily close to a hub and still getting their music seen by people. Are there any regions that you've noticed in particular that have bubbles happening throughout the pandemic? Memphis is a really big one, especially like on the hip hop side. You look at Pooh Shiesty and Big 30 and like Big Scar and all these artists that have paved their way after Choppa and really like built a name for themselves in that city. And then outside of Memphis, there's so many great artists also coming out of Florida. And I'm sure now that like Kodak's back, I don't know if they're going to be able to like last through it all, but they've definitely been some of the more exciting places. Jacksonville, Orlando, different places out there. What advice would you give a new artist who's trying to bring attention to themselves and their music? 
you really have to focus on making great songs. So having a big social following is great to an extent, but at the end of the day, what brings longevity is great music and being authentic and really being focused on getting better every day. A lot of my favorite artists that I see aren't only creative on the music side, but also creative outside of that. They're constantly coming up with cool marketing ideas, great video ideas, cool cover art ideas, taking risks and trying new things. Those are all things that I think bring attention to an artist and are exciting. Those are things that also contribute to what gives them longevity, being able to sort of be a jack of all trades in the beginning, yeah, um, just that, to get it done. Totally. That and like having a great work ethic and just being consistent. That's really important. I meet a lot of artists that in their first year just have this hunger and drive and then after that sort of lose it. And so being able to maintain that and constantly be excited and working just as hard every time you're in the studio, three, four years down the line, is just as important as doing it in your first year. Ultimately, you want to be able to make money and have a career so this can be your life as an artist. Totally. So let's get into some fun stuff. What are you listening to right now? Any favorite playlists? I actually don't listen to playlists for fun like I feel like (laughs) I feel like I'm just listening to playlists mostly to find new music I like listen to a lot of stuff outside of what I'm working on so I feel like I'm mostly doing hip-hop stuff but everything that I'm listening to for fun is in the alternative indie sort of space so I think some of my favorite artists right now are Matt Mason, Holly Humberstone, Glass Animals, Nova Moore, there's this new girl Genevieve Stokes it's amazing on the hip-hop side I do listen to some stuff there. I love Spottom Gotham, Murray. But yeah, <laughs> I think got him. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Nikisha, that beatbox song is fire. But yeah, I feel like having like a balance and like a separation between work and just like passion is really important. Otherwise, I feel like you'd get tired and uninspired. So like I try and keep them separate a little bit. What advice would you give to your younger self from lessons that you've learned throughout your journey in the music industry? I think the most important one is just to slow down and like really enjoy what you're doing. I think at the beginning of your career, you're so quick to want to sit in on sessions and be involved in the record making process and like learn how to do producer agreements that you really take for granted the time that you get to just sit at your computer and look for new artists and and new music. On top of that, getting to know other interns and other young managers and people that are at your level, because at the end of the day, you're all coming up together and these are going to be your colleagues in the next two to five years. And so it's really important to have relationships with them. And then other advice that I'd give to other people is just really finding a great mentor. I think that was so important for me. Being at APG and working with Jeff Vaughn, who's now the chairman of Capital Music Group, was just one of the greatest experiences I ever had. Just because I learned so much, going into the office every day didn't feel like work. It was fun, like showing him new artists and talking about where music was going. It just really felt good to have somebody who supported you and believed in you and was really helping open doors for you. That's so important. I think a lot of times people want to get to the Jeff Vaughn, you want to get to the Ethiopias, but it's really building with the community around you because that's the next generation of Jeff Fawns in Ethiopia. So exactly. just to have some perspective on that, that's a really excellent point. And then finally, how can we get you beat? <laughs> What's the best way for people to connect with you? Okay, I know it looks like I don't use my Instagram because I only post once a year, but <laughs> but yeah, just send me a DM and I'll hit you with my beat email. I think that's probably the best way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Lisa. It's been great speaking with you. Thank you for having me. And And thank you to the Future of Women podcast for having us. Again, I'm your host, Nikisha Bailey. And thank you guys for tuning in.